It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. Hey, this is William Woods of Arm & Hammer. You're listening to the Cabbages Hip Hop Podcast. said oh here's a movie and you know rent it just let me know um and you can venmo we can venmo or sell you whatever to cost a movie and so i looked it up and when i saw it was three dollars i was like well whatever and i mean in general i was like it would be pretty chintzy to be like hey mm. but um yeah about 15 minutes into it <laughs> i knew i was i actually began putting together an itemized uh invoice <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I'm oh, a I love it. Of bad movies, but wow, uh, rare, rare air. It, this is this is truly amongst the the giants of awful films. Apparently, yeah, it's one of the worst movies to ever ever be made. Yeah, without without a doubt. Hey, everybody. Hey, Cabbages listeners. This is Gary. Hi, I'm Jeff. We just wanted to take a moment before uh, we go any further in this episode just to uh, offer a bit of a disclaimer here. Uh, we don't usually do this sort of thing, but this can episode I, can I, did I should just it. I should do it since I picked it. I yeah, yeah, you should. You should do it. Yeah. Um, don't watch this film mm. for any particular re- Like, it At times, it's going to sound like we're selling it. It's so bad but it's truly a terrible film. Don't watch this film. Don't, don't watch this movie. And no. we talk a little bit about Bongwater. Don't watch Bongwater. Don't do this. I am glad that we are doing this. I'm glad that we have yeah. decided to include this in here. You know, we had two amazing guests on this episode. We have Indeed. Billy Woods, one of the greatest rappers alive. We have Ariel Lana Lajard, who is a fantastic music journalist. Neither of them should have been subjected to this. We made them watch this. You don't have to. You can just you listen to us talk about this movie and understand. Do not be tempted. Don't watch this film. Even if you think we're being funny or engaging don't or watch this film. our guests have a funny quip about it, just don't do it. Don't watch this film. Don't watch this movie. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please don't watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. We'll be right back with our guests. Don't watch this movie. And it's, <laughs> this is probably as good an opportunity as any to point out that this was Jeff's pick. That's Jeff right. chose this. I, I did this not film. choose this fucking movie. I did. Jeff chose this movie. Listen, I'll own up to it. There's one I'd never seen it before. How did you know it existed is the question. So we've, we've made it. Don't know that this movie exists. We've we've been doing this for a little while. And so Gary really set a tone this season where I was like, oh, this is considered like a bad movie that's actually really good. And Gary was like, oh, this is considered 
one of the worst movies of all time. And this is what we're going to do. And I just was like, back and whoa. forth, back and forth. Whoa. Okay. I got to like step up my game. So I, I really started like, I consider myself as well. Like one of those people's watched a lot of bad movies and I have, but we were going to such depths that I started looking up people I knew had really awful films to see if I could mine the depths. And boy, Damon Wayans is a giver oh. when it comes to terrible films. Okay. And I, I was looking around, I, I was kind of thinking about major pain because I remember that being really bad, but I never saw it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, critically panned, but you know, kind of a popcorn, stupid movie. And I saw this and I read the description and I was like, if Gary keeps fucking with me, I'm going to make him watch this film. And he gave me Gigli. So I countered, I counterpunched and I said, all right, fine. You want to do bad 2003? We'll get to the depths of bad 2003. That, that is a counterpunch of all counterpunches ever. Because it is, yeah. Uh, staggering. Should Stag we just go through a little list of things terrible up. things that happened to it, us during this? Made, well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's made worse by the fact that also the, that I'm a rapper. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man absolutely brutal and you know it's funny because i i used to think samuel jackson is honestly a person who you can look through his just you know mm -hmm. you can look at him john travolta and you find yeah. some really bad movies and if they're in a movie together other than the obvious it's yeah. going to be horrific yes like john okay. travolta and samuel jackson will both lead you to some dark places but usually there's some there's some element to be found laughs to be had this, this was brutal. So I want to ask our other guest, Ariel, thank you for joining us. Um, did you have any uh, idea about this movie before we uh, assigned it to you? No, I had no clue, but I was right. excited. <clears throat> excited. Yeah, because like some of my favorite movies, I mean, they're like campy, like Idiocracy and like Wayne's World. So I'm like, Okay, if you're telling me I'm going to watch like a bad, purposely bad movie, if if I dissected it, of course, I'm going to hate everything about it. But I went into it being like, this is going to be shit, but like, let me have fun. So mm -hmm. I did. I got high. I had fun. Fun was had? Fun was had. I, I really related to Yolanda. Oh, a woman <laughs> of color. <laughs> oh, man. A woman of color who hates white women. Oof. I mean, talk to you. I only thing we know is she doesn't like white people and um, she's maybe from the block. That's she wants it. money. She's a gold digger. I feel like there's a lot. And it was around the time of, of Jennifer Lopez doing her thing. So I feel like there's a few uh, thinly veiled shots of her in that character as well. But oh boy. I think that's the only character that the thinly veiled shots land. Like, you know who they're sort of caricaturing. Is that a word? Well, you're dealing I with this. I disagree there. There's a pretty clear Suge Knight thing happening. Okay, true. Or with um, with our good friend, uh, uh, Chubby Fenders. Are you guys like looking at notes, or are you actually remembering this? Oh no, we got. We notes. watched I, it twice. I got. I we were we both watched it twice. Yeah. We were high both times. Notes Very. is essential to our understanding of these things. Our only saving grace is that we text each other while we're watching these things, so we have a record of us like screaming at each other about these yeah. movies. Maybe the worst intro sequence of any movie ever. 
but co-signed by our friends at uh you know dr dre eminem oh, did snoop i didn't really i kind of they were in those pictures like for real that wasn't like photoshop movie might have flopped so hard that they didn't even get clearance you know what i mean when you're like <laughs> super underground and you just go ahead and um the budget was 20 mil you go ahead and just sample anyone you want you know what i mean you sample Queen. Oh no! These were just pictures of them in the beginning sequence. Oh no! I know. I'm saying I really considered the possibility that they had not even gotten permission to use the pictures. Of right. Them. Oh, that makes right. sense. Because the movie. They was... certainly didn't use any of their music. No. No. We oh, had yeah. we had two actual fucking rap songs in the whole movie, and one with them was over the was Buster Rhymes over the credits. Like it wasn't even used in the course of the film. And the yeah. other was just. The Andale part of a Nelly song. Yeah, that's it. That's just it. That they didn't use any of the rap. It was just Andale, Andale, Mama, Ia, Ia, and that was it. It's a, a lot of Lisa Kudrow's freestyles. I'm counting none of those freestyles as anything. I'm um, counting them. Those are the only songs I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, are you suggesting that power in my purse spoke to you in some way? No, I'm saying. Okay. I can't even, I think, no, I think I'm not, I shouldn't speak. No, no, absolutely speak. You, you defended women of color before. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't like their abs, obviously, but they just, they just stuck with me because it was so long. It felt like it kept going. That scene was painfully long. Yeah. And the crowd was like, I mean, you know, they booed and stuff, but they played along. The crowd was really into this idea that we're going to stop the show we paid a lot of money for. For the most, I guess, in this universe, the most popular rapper in the world. Uh, so that this this white woman can like chastise him for a little while. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of time, that that 85 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like um, on Guantanamo, but it's got to be. It's gotta be. They show this movie on Guantanamo. It's gotta be something like that, man. Eighty-five minutes. I swear it was two and a half hours long. It did last a long time. It's fucking Abu Ghraib film club. <laughs> That's what this is. This is torture. So, this is torture. This is what my friend maybe find other things to do while I was playing. Like I, you know, go the diaper, let it just keep running, and the movie <laughs> still could it continued. Like we entered a new. A new realm where time just was like taffy and just stretched. Can I try to guess the point at which that occurred to you? Oh man. Can I? Please. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. It was the Lion King scene. No, it was was earlier. Oh. That's where it was for me, where I was like, Good God, what are they doing? No, by then I had abandoned hope. Okay. Okay. So it was much earlier in the film. By then, I I was a broken I was a broken. Man. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was it was definitely earlier. I the, the continued repeated appearance of her three friends. Yeah. And oh I'm yeah. Certain that Damon Wayans wrote their dialogue. I I don't I honestly don't know how much Damon Wayans had to do with this movie. Like I everything I read, he doesn't have any writing credits on this. I, oh. I this seems like very much a. Damon Wayne showed up for something for this, and that's yeah. it. Who was responsible, though? Uh, let's go into it. The culprit on the screenwriting side. This is, is like a cold, one of those cold case. 
Track him down. Twenty years later, track him down. Oh, I found him. He's on Twitter. He's on Twitter. I almost invited him on the show tonight. They found your DNA on a cigarette butt. Go get him. (laughs) Well, I found this guy online. He is on Twitter and he is an active tweeter, so we can go after him on this as well. Um, So his name is Paul Rudnick. He's also known as Joseph Howard, which is how he's credited as co-writer on the songs uh, in this movie. Uh, he was a Broadway, off-Broadway playwright starting in the 1980s. And then he had some writing credits on some 1990s movies. Uh, Sister Act, yeah, Adam's Family Values. And Kevin Klein's In Kevin, and Out. Kevin Klein's In and Out. He was that guy. So he had that going for him. And then right before Marcy X, he wrote um, this movie, Isn't She Great? Uh, which is about the author of The Valley of the Dolls, uh, played by Bette Midler. That was the movie he did right before this. So he had some uh, some stuff. After Marcy X, he wrote the Stepford Wives remake. And then that was sort of it in the uh, in the big screen for him. Oh, I mean, I really wish that we were contacting him because the making of this has got to be. This, yeah, this is what interested me the most about the film. Just every choice was an abysmal choice, one that left you puzzled as to why it was happening in the first place you mean like why is the director also playing the dad yes that's 100 percent. like that's one of the top of my list like richard benjamin the director was an actor in the 60s 70s he's probably best known for being in westworld in the original westworld movie opposite yul brenner and then he helms as a director he helms some pictures in the 80s and 90s he did mostly comedies uh so the money pit my Stepmother's an Alien, Mermaids, and quite notably, he did Made in America, the Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson comedy. Oh, is that? I've never seen that. Is that? Oh, that's it? atrocious. That's atrocious. Yeah, it had to be on your list. Oh, no, it's, it definitely was on my list. It's definitely on my list. <laughs> that, movie. that movie is like painful. I watched the trailer for it uh, recently just to see it. Like, it is so bad. Well, so movie, really bad. Which movie? Made in America, starring Whoopi Goldberg and Ted oh. Danson. It was a couples flick, right? They were dating. No, no, they were yeah, they were dating, and it was a movie about. You got old enough to remember the whole Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson, and Blackface at the yeah. park. Yeah, that's what this is. That's is contemporaneous with that. So that's the director behind this movie. So he had definitely handled uh, race relations and romantic comedy <laughs> settings before. This was his wheelhouse, apparently. Race relations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it because I honestly, and I want to get everyone's no, it's, impression. It's, I think that was the term at the time, too. I want to get everyone's impression because I did not expect this to turn into a romantic comedy. Well, I saw the description said romantic comedy. Ah, okay. Um, which was immediately I started to get worried. Yeah. Um. Although I wasn't sure exactly who the romantic comedy part would be between. Yeah. Um, hmm. I didn't know uh, exactly what was going on, but uh, wow. Yeah, that, like you said, actually, one of the things about this movie that's amazing is um, it doesn't even seem to operate under its own logic. No. No. Like there is no, it's as if a different, uh, a different person, completely untalented and unhinged person, took over writing each 
sort of scene or 20 minute. Right. And there's no real reason why anything is happening or why decisions are made or why the logic of it, what they're trying to do is really difficult to identify, which is unusual for a bad movie because a lot of times it's obvious what the temp was. Mm. Yeah. Question of how badly. Not so much here. I don't know. Like, I would really love to know what the elevator pitch for this movie was. And it's a good question. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Hollywood, even in 2003, still didn't know know what to make of hip hop. Like, you could have rappers in movies, but like, this is the same year as like Malibu's Most Wanted. And to a lesser extent. Wait, 2003 had Malibu's Most Wanted too? It did, yes. My God. What a graveyard. Has already happened, right? Fear of a black hat and yeah, yeah, they, yeah. If you were dealing with if you're dealing with CB four out by then, CB four yeah. was out by this point. Yeah, that was long before. But like yeah. we're talking about like from the Hollywood direct perspective as opposed to you know, I think the point you're making is that Broadway didn't know what to do with rap. Well, Broadway had no fucking clue, obviously. And this and guy, this guy wrote from Broadway. Yeah, and had so written, this is a musical, I think. It well, no, it is more a, than a rom com. It's a musical. There's a musical, a musical number in almost every scene in this film. I didn't really quite catch that to the second round, the second rewatch, the second watch of it. And then I said, you know what? Like, we're not watching a movie. We're watching like an off-Broadway play with a budget. This is rap the musical. Like, especially how much time it spends in certain places. Like, it's like prolonged times in certain rooms or um, the way in which it creates elaborate musical and dance numbers. Uh, mm. Same cinematographer as the, uh, the, sorry, same choreographer as the full Monty, uh, FYI. Oh. Wow. The more I learn, the more this movie just spins a complicated web of nonsense. It's crazy because you kind of have to think also, you know, who knows the elevator pitch and what ended up happening? Who knows how many rewrites were in between all of that? Although clearly it's a ridiculous idea from the beginning. Um, But yeah, one of those rare movies where there isn't anything approximating coherence and although we're supposed to see deeper into these characters even the main characters it like never happens i have to say there's another film that came out in the same year that uh would be considered a hip-hop movie that was far more coherent than this and that movie is called leprechaun back to the hood (laughs) which we have covered on this show before we have that I understand was it that movie. I knew what the stakes were. It made very clear sense to me. What were the stakes in this movie? What is at stake in this film? A, a billionaire's wealth? I don't know. I thought I thought it was pretty predictable. Like I knew it was going to lead into them being in a relationship. I just didn't know how it was going to get there. Like okay. the steps in between. I was like, oh, that that was weird. But I think like it was too, number one too horny not to be a romantic comedy. Mm. And then the first time they meet, they're flirting. I'm like, something's gonna happen. But then everything in between, I was I didn't know what was going on. I just didn't really expect much. Yeah, I mean, low expectations definitely plays a factor into this. But and again, I, I started to to think maybe I was just too high for certain parts of this. But at some <laughs> point, at some point, it was clear to me. I'm like, oh, this, this is just off the rails. This movie is just off the rails. Awesome. She's wearing this giant this headdress to the MTV Awards. You know, the MTV Awards, which nobody in this movie has ever seen in MTV VMAs at all. If they think that's what this is, Damon Wayne's hair did okay. Yeah, yeah, that did all right. That's it, right? I, I got it. I, I would give it up 
Damon Wayans' hair did a lot of things. Um, I don't know about an Oscar, but mm-hmm. uh, Damon Wayans' <laughs> hair. Is there an Oscar for hair? You know, it, 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 it could it I think it's called hair design. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I mean, the thing with this, and, and this is a, pers- a perspective I really only had on it after the second viewing, but like, this was the kind of thing, a, a character that Damon Wayans would have played in like a five minute sketch on In Living Color towards mm-hmm. the end. Like, that's what this is. Instead, this was turned into an 85 minute movie. Because he can carry that character and the absurdity and pull that out in that one moment. But he's working with nothing here. He is largely flying blind in all of this. Lisa Kudrow, I have no idea what she's doing here. I have no idea what drew her to this movie. Because this is very uncharacteristic from everything she'd done beforehand. It's weird to say that this movie is like 10 times worse than Bullworth. Well, Bullworth is mm. more cringeworthy. Yes. But this is worse in terms of like filmmaking. It's it's fundamentally a worse film with poor with a worse script and worse actors. I mean, yeah. the thing that really gets Bullworth me actually attempts to say something, which makes how horrifyingly bad it is more. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie is just a complete waste of time, and beyond a waste of time, really an embarrassment. Um. I- was this movie really trying to say something? I don't think no, so. No, not really. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no it wasn't. Versus <laughs> Bullworth was. Bullworth was trying to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it kind of, it, that theoretically should make Bullworth worse. Bullworth's so bad. No, it is but, a bad movie, yeah. But this, this was, was absolutely pointless from the beginning to the end. What was the best scene? The best scene. Oh, that's a great question. Can we all answer because that? Because the intro was so bad. Yeah. It was so that is the worst. And they had the like they were doing the cash money um pen and pixel yep. thing with the oh man, it was it was the, but the these intro. were almost disco songs, they weren't rap songs at all. Really bad. The songs are co-written by uh the the screenwriter under his pseudonym and uh, a member of the group take six so that that's who we're working that's that. that's who we're working with here uh mervyn warren uh who had also done the music for sister act two and the preacher's wife prior to this two nominally better films uh what i want to go back to this though i want the best like what was your favorite scene in this movie what was the best scene dead silence <laughs> Well, you're asking us to think really hard about this. <laughs> I mean, like in this, in this, oh, this silence, I can't like, hear anything. What was oh. the like? What was like? It's just like you're walking through like a, a field of carnage and going like, "What was the grossest <laughs> thing you saw? What was the grossest dead body you saw?" Like, where were you? Uh, Come on, I know you had fun at some point. You, the, you, you had to have given up and been like, "Well, now I'm just in it to see how bad it can get." The, the, the funniest part of the movie to me, which is probably not going to be uh, everybody else's, but funniest part of the movie was this movie relies a lot on local news for exposition. Yes. It's a lot of WB-11, Kaidi Tong shows up, like there's like a lot of that goes on in this movie. But at one point it just wasn't enough to have uh, these like identifiable media people in the film. They had to have an actor come in and pretend to be a local news anchor 
to drive <laughs> exposition again. And that scene with this fucking random guy at no station <laughs> is just talking into the camera as opposed to looking like news just TV looking coverage. right at us. That was the funniest thing to me. It was just like, because it was funny in the sense that they clearly, whatever, this has had to be a reshoot of some sort or done after the fact or later because it had no business being in there other than to push plot along and they couldn't even get Mary Hart or Kaidi Tong to do it. Mm. Funny for all the wrong reasons. Wow. Ariel, Ariel, got? or Woods, either of you guys have a, a favorite scene in this? Oh, well, I said it. Like when Yolanda dropped Woman of Color, like I gasped because I was <laughs> like, that's me on Twitter. <laughs> like I just say outlandish shit. Mm. And then you like, oh, I'm am I late? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like funny, but I think what like made this, I like what made this movie resonate me and for the wrong reasons is because like I know a lot of white hip-hop like people in that community Mm. who kind of act like Marcy's friends and it's like they think they are they think that they're being genuine but that's how they look to me so when I was like Mm. watching it it kind of reminded me of that like in real life and I was just like this is that's why it was funny to me it was like okay like they're making fun of it but they're not self-aware and it's kind of like mimicking people that are surrounding me in my real life. Mm. Yeah, Marcy's friends were definitely a source of complete irritation to me, especially because they seemed like um, really poorly caricatures, made caricatures of somebody from like a 80s movies. Mm-hmm. I would make fun of yuppies and you know what I mean? But it was like a hundred times worse. It was like, uh, it was just a weird anachronism that I didn't really get. And then, oh man, I, honestly, it's hard for me to move past like what were the most cringeworthy scenes. We can do that list in a uh, second. It, one, it'll take the rest right. of the time we yeah. have. The rest yeah. of the movie is cringe. Um, <laughs> you asked the question, man. <laughs> as, it as it progressed, it just got worse. I might have to say the scene where uh, should night. What's his name? Uh, Tubby Fenders. Tubby, Tubby Fenders. <laughs> <Where is> Tubby <laughs> Fenders in prison, and for some reason, everyone's wearing literal like 1930s Depression era stripes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think they were leftover costumes from uh, from the movie Life. <laughs> and that movie hadn't happened yet, had it? Maybe. I might have. I think it might have been before. I might have preceded it, but not by that much. Um, it's either that or, that or doesn't matter. But yes, you were saying his, the prison uh, whites. Yeah, with his hair pressed and um, and the guys explaining to him how he's messing up. And um, maybe maybe that scene there was some funny the, stuff. The Meg Ryan joke was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at both of the that and the the Meryl Streep joke. Meryl Streep, damn. Yeah, I mean, that got me. I was no longer able to laugh. I I wanted to be I able understand. to laugh, but I I I I had been too traumatized by what came before. But it, it, it I, I chuckled, mm. which is a high high bar for this movie. Can you imagine being addicted to heroin? <laughs> <laughs> It's heartbreaking. <laughs> but does the weight stay off? <laughs> uh, I also laughed at that. Uh, I also laughed at um, 
I really feel like they stole that from like Jerry Seinfeld or Paula Paul Poundstone or something from mm. the 90s up against the wall comedian. Oh yeah. I I my favorite scene was from beginning to end would probably be where they were trying the the benefit for kids who couldn't move their arms. Oh, couldn't yes. feel their arms. Right. Uh where it starts as, you know, a disastrous uh, joke about those kids to a series of Donald Trump is an asshole jokes out of nowhere. Like that was really weird. They just started like rattling off like, Oh, if you win this thing, you win a dinner with Donald Trump. And then they said some like, wild shit, like you don't have to touch him. That was a good line. <laughs> that that was was a good good line. line. Uh, and then Damon Wayans' speech to the rich women who were bored with their husbands was just like, why is this happening? Uh, it was, it was yeah. why are you doing this i mean and you, then he turns it into a dinner with him which they all like are jumping out of their seats to have like it just went full like mandingo stereotype on that fucking scene yeah and just like there's no there's no way out it's this is a they brutal just kept thing going. to watch and it was also brutally long and i just like at so some long. point i just lost all feeling and just was cry laughing in your in your extremities and all of it yes <laughs> I I became like those poor children. There was a character named Engine Trouble, which that's cool. <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch. There that. was some glorious character names. I was um, too busy laughing. There's so many. There's so many names. Like it's like you got was. Chip Spinkle is a name that's in this movie. <laughs> uh, there's it's so uh, stupid. There's there's so many. There's um oh god uh, Freakazoid uh, and T Bill. Those are in it too. There's just this so clear that the people who made this film had no idea about anything and just like, it's a pastiche right. is the nicest thing I can say about it. A it's a pastiche. pastiche. Yes, exactly. That throws in these things. Like yeah. there's no way in hell Lisa Kudrow's raps, which is to me the most cringiest part of the whole film is the oh, first time she raps. The first time she raps is where I just like, I, I didn't even hear what she said through the first watch. I didn't hear her rap at all for the first time that she watched. They kept yelling, no, at the screen. Just like, no, <laughs> no, no. No, she's not. No, I was imagining no, you doing that. It makes no. me so happy. <laughs> it was just me and my long suffering wife on the couch going, No, this cannot be happening. It was happening, it cannot be happening. It was happening for a long time. There were two different, distinct raps. Mm. Yeah, she did. She did. She did rap. The, the closing rap is especially something because I, in my research about this film, um, that is part of a a new ending that they had to tack onto the film because apparently the original ending, this movie was supposed to come out in 2001, by the way. So this is a film that was delayed by roughly Well, they had years. to wait until the worst possible year for movies of all time. Yes, but they basically had to reshoot the ending. And again, I don't have all the details, but apparently a big part of the ending uh, had a, a Hindenburg-esque punchline to oh. it. And because of the 9-11 attacks, uh, the studio got squeamish and they had Wait, to reshoot. Wait, literally Hindenburgian or you're making... I'm, like, I'm quoting from really what I heard. The whole thing said and it would have Hindenburged an already bad movie. I think, I think maybe it works in both contexts, actually, because oh. this is what I read. Again, I don't have full details of it. They haven't like shared it as DVD extras. Sometimes we watch some bad movies that had to change the endings and you can watch right. the original endings 
a version sliver of them online. Comes sliver comes to mind. You get to watch them fly into a volcano at the end of Sliver, um, <laughs> which is a real treat after watching that terrible fucking movie. Oh god, um, which I liked. Um, but yeah, uh, the 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 raps to me are the most cringy part, which is again like of all the films for you to be on this episode, uh, to be on an episode of this show, like Woods, you really definitely got a a film that was clearly uh, going to irk you. Like I I I, I knew this coming in, that this was going to be a problem. It was, it was really bad, and I really it's funny because when we started, I mistakenly thought that I had uh, I could weigh in. And I and I tried to suggest the caveman's Valentine. You sure uh, did. Uh, which a long time ago, I was involved in some bad movie reviewing, and that was we decided one of the very worst of all time. Um, and only to find out that you guys had already watched it. Oh, I saw that movie in the theaters, man. I saw Caveman's Valentine in the theaters. I have not seen it at the Virgin Megastore movie theater. I saw that probably it's one weekend. It was in theaters. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Why did you see it? Uh, I think I was just bored, and I saw that there was a movie with Samuel L. Jackson in it. And I said, "Okay, I'll just go go check this out." I had no idea what it was beforehand, and I learned I learned a lot about myself. There's there's two men that can truly, and you've talked about Travolta. That's another one. Oh yeah, two men for me that can truly, if you pick a random film in their catalog you could be taken to a place that's very unpleasant. He's one of them. Sam. Oh, for sure. For and the sure. other one is Eugene Levy. <laughs> and these people just never said no. They was like, is it, there's money? I'm in. Let's ride. Travolta is there, man. Same. Yeah. I definitely I include Travolta him among does them. a movie with Samuel L. Jackson. Run. That the ups and the downs are so wild. Like if you get a good Samuel L., it's like, whoa, this movie's amazing. But if you don't, and it's more often than not, Formula Fifty One. I don't. Oh my know God, Formula Fifty One. That with um, what's his name from Trainspotting, Meat right? Loaf. Isn't Meatloaf in that? I think he might. He might be in that. Yeah, that's not helping. Isn't that the movie where he keeps saying, "I'm so fucked in the ass"? Yeah, that's the one. Oh my God. <laughs> oh wow. It's even worse than that. God. It's more to uh, because we watched that one around the same time as um. Uh, when John Travolta keeps saying rat brain. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Let's that, not get too far off a of track, though. We still have to list the cringeworthy moments. Let us get off track. Started, we started drifting to other bad movies that actually <laughs> were fun. Oh. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Lucy got Leprechaun. Yeah. Like, we did a I whole season it. of that shit. We watched that with Lucid Got Leprechaun and we, we gave you Marcy X. I um I gotta say, man, you guys did you, you, you did me pretty pretty rough. But I I don't know. Elucid wouldn't didn't watch the film though, right? Well, here's the thing. Elucid gave up on the film. He gave up on he the movie and it was and the best up. one. It yeah. was he got leprechaun in space. We also speaking really of the right, he does what he's gonna do. Which that. is fine. No, no offense meant, but yeah. like they, you, you, I really appreciate what you've done for us. I want you to know that. You, you, should. you should. You should. Honestly, I wouldn't normally say that, but wow. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times I'd be like, watch this bad movie and we'll laugh. Like there is no. Were there turnoff points for either of you? No laugh. 
were you like, I can't anymore with this? Um, I left the room during the fist fight with Yolanda and Lisa Kudrow. Okay. Oh. I have an excuse because, you know, there's a child involved. Right. But sure. I, definitely, I, I could have done what needed to be done with the child in the room. But I was like, oh, I got I got to go in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. Got to change the diaper in the other, you know, that's the only way it could possibly work. Mm. And then I took my time, you know, I took my time in the other room. I No, no. And and that's necessary because the, it got worse from there. The, once she started doing the Queensberry, I mean, I came back. Right. Once she started doing the Queensberry rules, fist rolls. Oh, yeah. And leading up to punching Yolanda. I, I, I really, you know, I'm just one man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ariel, was there a kill point for you? Many, but I think the one that I remember the most is right before that when they were doing the dance. And, oh, yeah. and people just the crowd reaction how they were so into it and that how that led to them kissing like their first kiss i was yeah. like that i don't it that was like unwatchable <laughs> for me i mean it continued so yeah that is a good one actually i'd forgotten about that and then there was like what is it like when black people have sex oh that question oh, yes yeah. that that took me out Oof. in a limo mm. in a limo she was picked up from jail in a limo and asks, there, is there it different? There are a lot of them. Uh, and your boy Damon is like, yes. Yes, it is. If you have to ask, then obviously it's different. <laughs> I'd like to note that Rudnick does not have this in the screenwriting section of his Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. It's missing uh, from there, huh? Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's, there's some he bad removed that himself. IMDb. Who's gonna ask him on Twitter? I'm not on there, but who's oh, no, gonna I'm gonna, ask I'm him? gonna get him. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. Maybe we'll do an episode you and me with him. We'll just corner him. I don't know if I can talk about this movie another hour. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, I'm you know in I hour three it. we I, I have on it. Paul Rudnick. I, I'll take the brunt and and I'll do it. But I'm just saying like there's not a whole lot more to discuss. There really isn't. It was there's hard the, for us to do this. The well, the ill-timed but really well-delivered Jane Krakowski anal sex joke. Mm. I don't remember. Oh, that. it was his birthday. Yeah, yeah. Basically, oh, yeah. like after the "In the Butt" song, all three of them are like, "Well, I didn't do anything like that." Oh, I didn't do it. And they come to her, and she's like, "It was his birthday." <laughs> and like knowing her from Thirty Rock, and knowing that like she was cast in Thirty Rock because she was like very good at that style of joke. Yeah. Speaking of blackface, it really that kind of got me actually. Speaking of blackface. Jane Krakowski on 30 Rock. Yeah. Lynn so, Swan. Yeah, it's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. I don't know. I don't get the joke, but I like it. She, 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 there was an episode of 30 Rock where Jane Krakowski's. Speaking of blackface is a, is a great sentence. Yeah. Jane, <laughs> the thing is, Jane Krakowski. They didn't do it here. Jane Krakowski, who's in this movie and delivered that it's his birth, it was his birthday line in an episode of 30 Rock was in blackface. It's one of the episodes yeah. of 30 Rock you can't stream now because they took it off they had to take it down (laughs) really because it's so because there were two in the past there were two episodes were black phrase that was probably the most egregious of the two but they were both fucking the other was john ham out there john ham was the other yes that was the other but jane krakowski did that and it was like there are pictures it's it's really horrifying yeah um 
But let's uh, not let's not get off on too much of a tangent here. We no, gotta, no. I we mean, I keep think... with the cringe in this film. Oh God! I mean, look. And I, what... for, for me, well, do you want to go with yours, Gary? I'm sorry. No, I just want to know what else is there to fucking say about this this torture. The, the African headdress. Yeah. Was for me, I mean, like I'm not saying I wasn't startled before, but that one I was like, basically, how do you walk into a room with blackface without actually blackfacing? And it's that. No, that reminded me of when, um, what was it like when Congress did that little, uh, yes, that oh, little, yeah. they all dressed up. Do you ever remember this? Um, just like we rejected this in 2003 and y'all did it in, in like 20, 2020. In 2020. Yeah. It, it's, it's nightmare fuel. Uh, so much of this. Um, I do want to point out that Damon Wayans was not the first person they approached for this movie. No. The role of Dr. S. Jeff, do you remember what um, S stands for? <laughs> uh, isn't it Snatch Catcher? That's correct. That? Yes. That's correct, yes. Hit me with the trivia. The role well, of- His full name is really long and even worse. Yes. The oh, role of Dr. S was originally offered to Chris Rock. Mm. Oh. He said, in retrospect, he said, it's the worst script I've ever gotten. I'd have been happier- getting an envelope full of anthrax. <laughs> Which is amazing because Chris Rock has not only accepted some terrible script, but presumably yes. generated innumerable ones. Um, <laughs> anthrax. At that time, 2003, anthrax was this thing that like, like you couldn't even joke about it. It's a thing people got in envelopes. Yeah, it was so serious that he like knew the reaction he'd get and was like, that's how bad this is. I'm willing I mean, to take who, an anthrax heat. Who better than a used car salesman to spot a lemon, though? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think we all know that that's the fact with Chris Rock's film career, 100%. Yeah, that's that's a scary IMDb page to go through. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to because we didn't watch that movie. Can we talk a little bit about, I feel like we have do to we, discuss. Do we have to? Do we have to, yes, really? The is congressional there... hearing <laughs> slash trial of a dude who never speaks at his own trial. I totally forgot like so many of these, the pieces of these, this movie. Yeah. That's why you enjoyed it marginally. <laughs> well, I was also like, I also don't smoke a lot and I got very high for this. So I yeah. think I was just laughing already and I was like, okay, maybe it's this movie. Can we talk about what weed did you guys smoke? This is, let's, yeah. Oh yeah, that's an excellent question. Uh, for me, it was, I went to the Uncle Bud truck and I got uh, some Gorilla Gru uh, as a pre-roll. Wow. So that that did the trick for me. I I make sort of a homemade shake. This one was heavy on the last of my golden pineapple, which is an excellent, like probably one of my favorite strains I've ever had. Uh, and some like random sativas added in. I just went to the bodega, asked for an eighth and smoked whatever he gave me. All right. Excellent. Excellent choice, <laughs> Bodega Eighth. I like that the weed options here really match the material. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feel like the the, the, I feel the it. Are just like whatever you hand us, you know. Just yeah, us, yeah. It, let, let's just give get us to the it. daily. <laughs> what do you, what do you got that I can walk away with right now? Great. Here's money for drugs. God bless you. That's the, that's the trial. Walked into the bodega. And- <laughs> the the trial for me 
was like a whimper, not a bag. It's how it's all going. <laughs> this movie was a trial for me. It's true, but it was a perfect sort of. It was kind of the perfect ending. It was wildly confusing. First, we we need also to speak about Christine Baranski and the like incredible performance she gave in the middle of this like horrible thing that's happening. I don't think incredible is the right word to use. I think it is. I think that she was a very good, loudmouth, angry, stupid, right-wing senator. Like if you were to measure up her speeches to say now, they would seem wildly sane compared to some of the things that are being said by by senators and house representatives. But that said, I I thought that like their convincing argument was that black people and white people talk differently. Oh, like the that, definition of in the butt means something else. Right. And they were like explaining different things like bad can mean good, like very unconvincing argument. And like, not only does it win the day, it like changes everyone's lives. Yeah. Didn't, didn't class act do that way better way back 11 Dude, years all, before class act is a good movie no class act we watched on this season of bad movies yeah yeah and it was voted as a good bad movie it's a good bad movie Gary. agree to get disagree over it. but yeah get over it uh but, yes it did it did explain it better with actual rappers so why did we need to see this version <laughs> of it well, Gary, I can't really answer that question. I'd never seen the film when you picked it. <laughs> you, Again, I just want to point out that if I had known it was this bad, I would you, have made you watch it in private. Yeah, you would not have. I never would have put either one of you people. through this if I had oh, known. It was, it was. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I loved it. All yeah. factors are taken into account. You know, like what were the people trying to mm-hmm. achieve? The time at which it was made. Um, this is sort of movie that uh, would be invulnerable to like mystery science theater. Yeah. Uh, takes. Oh, absolutely. We should just record that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that should just be just too. But, but unfortunately, it would mean you guys have to watch the movie. We're never watching this movie again <laughs> in my life. No, I mean, you couldn't even do it. There's not. There's nothing to hang a thing. Everything is so amorphously pointless. Everything <laughs> yes. that it is cringeworthy. Yeah. It is poorly written. It is also a musical. Don't forget that they made a musical. It's mundane in its in its cinematography and its set design and everything. The dialogue's terrible. The music is awful. The boy band. And then on Mm. top of all of that, um, it's not really trying to say or do any. It's just it's just sitting there. So it's like. You know, a really good episode of Mystery Science Theater. Usually, you're hoping- this movie also is is like kind of so racist that it you almost forget. I mean, you part of that to... is a, part of that is the times. You know, like it's like yeah. you go back and you watch. Uh, I don't know, Die Hard three, and it's difficult to get through it. Yes, but at the time, that was a movie that was attempting to unnecessarily. Mm. untangle our our, our, our webs yeah. <laughs> all of these things and it's just so cringeworthy in its attempts to do that um that re-watching it later is just like oh my god sam and jackson's gearing up to give another speech mm. uh, 
uh, he does get a lot of monologues in that one. I mean, yeah. it starts with Bruce Willis and the sign, the <laughs> with the fucking sandwich oh boy, board walking down scene, the street. Oh, that scene's rough, man. It's great. Stuff. I mean, it's just funny to me because it's like I think it's I the know. second best Die Hard movie. That is preposterous. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's one, three, two, five, what, four. What makes it better than two? Uh, the inclusion of of Samuel L. Jackson and his like panicked Steve yelling really the entire time. I don't know why his panicked yelling. It's like comforting to me. You should check out this film, Scent of a Woman. <laughs> oh, no. Don't you do it. <laughs> I think it would, really, it would really bring you to a safe place. <laughs> that movie is awful. Whereas two is... Um, it's just a blatant knockoff of one in a lot of ways. Yeah, which is, you know... It's fine, because one's awesome. And doesn't two also still have Reginald Bell Johnson? It does. So there we go. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, or it does. I, don't I thought he was in both. I thought he was in the first two. I think he calls him at some point and asks for a favor, maybe. Oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> that sounds pretty. In funny. any event, uh, the boy band in this movie, Marcy X. Hmm. Uh, can anybody point out like what the point of that scene was? Yes, it actually, I, I can. This movie, the 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 podcast loses ten listeners. <laughs> well, we don't have far down to go. Briefly, I heard it. was like something was happening, and I feel like you're. I feel like the 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 other. Are you the who is everyone still here? Yeah, yeah, we're here. yeah. Ar- Ar- yeah we're, Ariel's just like wishing that she had been on a different episode. <laughs> I mean, I think we all wish we were on a different episode right now. Just no, I'm I'm having a good time. You're having a good time. That's great. I'm yeah, I'm having a good time. Grab for you. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I think we should actually be this episode is a cautionary tale. It's our way of telling people not to watch this movie. And do I not think, watch this film. Just do not watch this film. Don't. It's like if you need convincing, this is our way of really making clear to you. Do not watch this film under any circumstance. Did all of you guys watch this alone? Yeah, I, I watched it with my wife. I watched it with my wife. Ariel. Yeah, I watched it alone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of better that way. It, it reduces the shame, I imagine. Yes. My wife did not join for the rewatch. I will say that she said. I mean, the fact no. that she rewatched is is the medal of honor for you guys. Well, that's what we do. It's like we have to. Yeah, make we sense have to of be experts things. on this. Ariel, did you watch this movie twice. You want to watch it together again? Did you? <laughs> Did you watch it twice? Oh, did I watch it twice? No. I was thinking about it, but I was like, I think I got everything I needed to out of it. Yeah. And then as we talked through it, I'm like, wow, I forgot so many things until you just said it right now. Like the boy I band. Mind protecting you. The boy band does two songs. Yeah, yeah you were trying to make me songs. still, you were trying to make me still love the movie like I did when I saw that one, like 30 second clip of Woman of Color. And I just held on to it for this whole time. Oh. And now my dreams are dead. That was your I'm life sorry. raft. That was your life raft of this movie. It really was. Yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna uh, do I'm gonna do a remake. I'm gonna be Yolanda for Halloween. I think oh, Yolanda having her awesome. own movie. There you go. That's her way to do it. Yolanda cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Jeff, you were like dying to talk about this boy band song. Um and no, I'm I'm tired of just like I wanted to bring it up because it was another scene. There were a couple of scenes where I was just like even without this, like without this scene, 
I would not have like nothing would have been gained or lost from it. No. From character standpoint, from any kind of standpoint, I know this movie's pointless. We've, we've covered that. Yes. But like, these were especially pointless scenes where it seemed like even for the plot. So my thing is how much of like, I think a lot of this was skits. Like, I think that over six or seven years of however long in living color was on, they could have just had these as skits. But wasn't the boy band used as like a vehicle to prove that the senator's son was gay? Later, yes. later in the film, yeah, it was. It was, and, and, and the I only just remember that the only kind of question that I'm kind of left lingering with on this is like, you know, because when we first watched it, I was like, okay, as we often do when we're looking at movies from this period, it's like homophobia alert. Like this is where we're going to see right. this should happen. But then it's like Paul Rudnick is openly gay and has written yeah. extensively. Uh, in terms of his plays uh, about homosexuality and about being gay. And it's sort of like, okay, well, is it then homophobic? Is like, or is it like, well, like I'm, I liked I'm, the joke actually that they made where they were listing off their fans. And one of them said, and college educated older white men hmm. really like the band. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Making a subtle, yeah. like, uh, by the way, we know you guys, you know, on mass yeah. have gay people in your ranks. I, yeah, I just, Mm. and it didn't offset the unfortunateness of the band like being used to parade the idea that like being gay was weird for and for no reason like there's no there's no point yeah. in this for the storyline of that's why what that, i was gonna get at is like, how does this benefit dr s in any way it shape, doesn't, or form? nothing in this moves anyone forward at all except at the very end she's right at the very end they're like by the way the senator's son who was in the film for around 13 seconds yeah. Womp womp. He's gay. And also I mean, who went on to who went on to do Broadway in real life? Huh. Oh, really? That actor is actually quite known on Broadway. Uh, he's also huh? on Twitter. You could yell at him. Um uh, uh Andrew Keenan. I think we're gonna yell at that kid for taking that role at like what eleven. I don't know. Andrew Keenan Bolger, I think at least that was something for his chip spinkle role. Spinkles. I get in trouble for being in Twitter fights, so don't don't encourage me. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna include all of you and all of them on these uh, when we promote this episode. Um, I think we've come to the point where we ask the fundamental question: Is this a good bad movie? We know it's a bad movie. There's no question of that. Is right. this a good bad movie? Who would like to start? Okay, I'll start because I'm the only one who said I enjoyed the film, and I I still stand by I enjoyed it. Like. I had fun, but I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good or bad movie. Mm. But I had fun while watching it. Okay. Although we are in question as to whether you were just high and or you <laughs> actually watched a movie, which is totally defensible. Mm. Um, Maybe I need to watch it a second time. But it's, I don't recommend don't, that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, not, not sober. I wouldn't. <laughs> please. I, I couldn't live with the guilt if I did that to you and you were sober. Jeff, yeah. is this a good bad movie? Am I going next? No, no. Yeah, Gary, I want you. you no, no. I want. Next. I want you to go next. I so want you to go next. You want me to go next? I would love for you to go next. Jeff, is Gary, this a good bad movie? I'm. I'm on record. I'm on record as saying that any movie that makes you uncomfortable, this uncomfortable, is worth it to me, and it's a good movie. But this is a terrible movie. So <laughs> what did up. I do? Dude, oh, God. fucked up major. Oh, but here's, I, I didn't fuck up. You fucked up. You did this. We oh. could have watched no, entertaining no, no, no. films, but you wanted to hit me with terrible 
Adam Sandler washout crap. Here we go again. And gaudy and Geely, which I actually ended up enjoying. But like, look at your losses and look at those films. You carved this road and now you're mad that the road ends at a bad time. I gave you no, sir. some perfectly. You don't get films. to stand on any soapboxes. None. Woods Gotti is- alone. Gotti alone puts you in a rarefied air. Woods, is this a good, bad movie? No, I, absolutely not. This is one of the worst movies ever. It's not good. It's not a good, bad movie. It, there's nothing. There's there's nothing in there, and what is in there is cringeworthy, um, occasionally borderline offensive, depending who you are, but mostly yeah. just cringe. I would I would smash that borderline. Yeah, it, that it, that's that's it's I it's mean, offensive for sure. It's often offensive. But you're watching right? a, you're what you know it, it, it. You got to think the context of what you're. Looking. True, true. I mean, 2003, but even for 2003, I, if I had seen this in the theater, I would have left. Oh, I would have left because it's literally awful. Yeah. I mean, I watched Die Hard 3 in the theater and I did not leave, although I was Same. like, man, some of this is this is pretty heavy, heavy handed and ham handed even for 2003, but uh, or whenever it came out. But yeah, this was. This is really, and I do not say that lightly, one of the very worst movies ever made. Agree. I agree. Totally agree. There was no ray of light. I had zero fun. <laughs> I'm laughing. I don't care. It's really, I had and a ton had of a fun who because I, I got talking. to text back and forth with Gary and he was like, why are you doing this to me? A lot. And I was like, yeah. And we were just appalled. And like appalled is my most fun Gary. I love appalled Gary. But it was also boringly bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. For all the things that happen, it is a dull movie. Nothing really happens. Yeah, That's nothing true. really happens. The stakes were never got off the ground as to why anyone should care. Nope. And then all. we got a Lion King dance. Um, yeah, it was it was uh it was really, really, really one of the absolute worst films. Gary. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, this is this is a piece of shit. Like this is just a steaming yeah. pile of fucking shit. Hell yeah. Well, there's, there's there's nothing redeeming about this film. This was a yeah. horrible choice, and you should feel bad for having made us watch it. I don't. But here's another thing: is it the worst film we've watched? Yes. Yet it yes. is. Yes. So I'm off the hook on Bong Water. Oh, oh, I meant this season. No, you're never off the hook for Bong Water. Okay. Oh, you watch you guys have watched worse movies than this? All yes. We yes. we watched we watched in a previous season, we watched the movie Bong Water, which mm. if you haven't seen it, please don't. It is worse oh. than this. It's worse than this movie. Maybe it's not as offen- maybe not as offensive as this movie, but it is a it worse- is offensive because of its like total and utter pointlessness. It's, You're making it's me want to watch it. No, don't do it. Please don't do it. Nothing I'll, gonna I'll be do so a little mad. like synopsis search no. after this. There's nothing from the bodega that will make that good for you. Do not. <laughs> not. Do not. You, you don't go out and get science. We don't know what my, my bodega man has. Oh my god. True. What neighborhood do you live in? I'm not trying to. Snitch oh yeah, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I live in Bushwick. Oh but, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that's like a that's like a K2 movie. I can't fucking deal with that. That movie is situationally bad. And like everyone involved was just like, God, it never ended. It was, it was, that one is the one. That's the one that like kind of 
launched this idea. Well, congratulations. You've picked two of the worst movies that have ever been on this podcast. Great I'm job, excited Jeff. about it because Great I'm job. still winning this battle by far and away. Hold on, hold on. Because I'm looking at this. And the this... cast look, don't do it. The cast looks amazing. Right? Don't fall nope. for it. It's no, not. Listen, listen, the rating for this is so much higher than Mars. I'm calling your bluff on this. I'm looking at it. Mm. This movie is not worse. It's I, it's truly abysmal, man. I I, I can't ask you, I can't ask you to watch that movie in good conscience. You if you choose to do it of your own accord, that's fine. But I cannot Please tell you don't. to go compare. I would, and I don't want to. I don't want it to be a thing where you're like, I'm going to prove them wrong. This movie is better, and it, it might be to you. But the 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 time you will have wasted, and the feelings you will have felt can never be undone. I still like. I had nightmares about that film afterwards. That I was trapped inside of it. The only two movies I've ever had. Uh, three phantasm when i was really young yeah uh white chicks and this bong water water and and i'm looking at this description of it is i feel like the problem with marcy x is like bong water would probably fit more in the lane of for me the caveman's valentine a movie so bad and so pointless but it left a mark on me. Like I still, as soon as he was like bad movies, I was like, oh man, Caveman's Valentine. Why don't we watch that? Whereas I don't know what X happened is, in Bongwater. Which is why Marcy X is a movie. Which I know what happened in Marcy X, but I don't know what happened I'll in Bongwater. Let me put it that way. I feel like I'll forget that this movie ever existed pretty soon. I hope so. Yeah. It's my, it's my hope for you that you never deal with either of those films. But it's got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, and this has a 3%. No, this has 8, I thought. I think this, I think this has, has an 8. Oh, an okay. Eight. I thought it was 3. It's not close to the word. I mean, we've done two zeros. We did some 3s, too. We did, I think we Bucky, did Larson was, Bucky Larson was 3, I think. Yeah, two zeros. I I picked Knowing, and that was in, like, the 30s, and it was, yeah. you know. my like, high, I, like, I picked a real movie. It was weird. Yeah. That movie. We had, like, a real discussion. That's really bad. I love knowing. I think that movie. We're not amazing. talking about knowing. <laughs> Fuck you. It's knowing over. Is awesome. It's over. It's over. You picked a terrible movie once again, and everyone's no, mad knowing one. Everyone's knowing mad one. About you. you knowing was a three to one. You lost yeah. on knowing, much like you did most of this season. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't lose on this one. No, no, no. You bad. fucking lost on this one. Yeah, that's 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 one. That's I lost right. one. I really. Yeah, this was really. You're speaking to a man who's been defeated. Mm. I defeated Billy Woods. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making a T-shirt out of it. Next yep. Billy Woods show I come to, you're gonna see me in the back and be like, "Oh God, definitely got the bad movies." And I, you know, I he's have got to, the he's got the I defeated Billy Woods T-shirt on. I was going to watch it late at night and just be like uh, a friend of mine who lives in a different town. It's just gonna be like, throw this on. We'll text during this movie. And then when I saw what it was, I just kind of had the sense, and, you know, because I'd mentioned it to them and then they were like, oh, I kind of have something going on. We'd have to watch it right now. And I just looked at it, you know, and I was like, you know, you should just continue with your night. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. I really, I really had not oh, I crushed it. Out before. I had not really looked at it before then. And then once it, once it came out and like you had the option of like, I watched the trailer. Oh, that didn't help anything. No, that does. That can't. It was over from there, you know. 
I didn't watch the trailer. I just went in. Mm, the same here, same here. I just jumped into it and I regret everything. Twice. We're still friends. That's the best part. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, in a way, in a very real way, I have beaten you at every level of this competition. Not only did I pick more good, bad movies, I also picked the very worst movie you could possibly imagine. I don't feel you, like I that's don't, so, I don't no. think you can beat this. I, I went all the way down to the fucking bottom. I brought us to scrape the bottom of the ocean with one of the greatest rappers alive on purpose. Yeah, this is this. Beat, you've talked to beat me. me now. No, you've it's see, your this, turn. Okay, you've you've talked. been trying this the whole time. You never took it seriously. You just started picking crap just to fuck with me, and I told you I'd get my revenge, and I did. I mean, I, I see fucking X. I see your. I see what you're saying, mm -hmm. and you know you've been accusing me of nihilism over the I course have. of this season. And I think you've shown your hand in the fact that you have. If I uh, want to be a nihilist, I will. But I picked fun movies. You wanted to be. You wanted to be a nihilist, and you chose. You chose nihilism. Just by once, the end, though. You did it the whole time. So you I just think did it once. You see, what I think is cute is that you think you won, and oh, you I won. won. In, you won in the sense of the technical what this was supposed mm -hmm. to be about. That we were. I should get an extra turn battle. for winning. No, no, you're not going to get an extra turn for winning because, like, if the whole point of this season was to was to break you. Uh -huh. as you've suggested, then clearly by having you reduced to choosing Marcy X. Sure. I, I broke you. Yeah, I, I so already told I, you so I stooped I to your level. I and went so all that, the way in. So in that sense, if from what you're accusing me of, uh -huh. I won. Eh. Now, like, where would I no. go from here? Where would I go from here? You've not won anything no, by no, any I, measure. No, no, I'm just, nothing. I'm just, I'm gonna continue the, the, this. this well, okay, uh, okay. This idea, like this theory, I'm working with your theory. Your theory is that I picked all of these movies intentionally to fuck with you and yes. to make you feel bad and to have a, bad otherwise time. why would you lose so badly? It's like, no, I, I, I hear what I'm you're giving saying. away points. I, I, I'm just saying this is by your theory. And if no, by no, your I'm, just, theory, you know, I'm just laying it out for everybody, if by your theory that this season was for me to torture you and that's mm -hmm. what this was mm -hmm. um, and to basically fundamentally change you as a human being to, which, to, have to, to, which to turn you into somebody who would put Marcy X in front of, Two very lovely people, uh -huh. two talented people, uh -huh. um, to get back at me. Like I mean, that yeah. that that says a lot about your character. Uh, sure, sure. But then you go the character route. Oh, everybody believes that you don't like my character. But if we're sure. But if if that's your theory, and we only have one movie left this season, and it's uh -huh. my pick, then uh -huh. then where does that go? Where in your mind do I go after Marcy X? Well, I've always believed you to be a good person, Gary. I've said that since the very beginning. I've never said a bad word about you, Suarez. So mm. Mm. I would think you'd probably pick something fun for both of us to end the season on a delightful romp. Perhaps in the uh, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor world. That, that goes against the theory that you had, though. 
I should be throwing like absolute like garbage at you at this point. I should be throwing like the worst possible thing. I mean, you've been doing it the whole time, but, but I, I'm saying, I like, why, I'm saying like, I don't know why if you're, this is your theory, uh, this is what you think of. Well, I'm, maybe it's just wishful thinking, man. Hmm. Like we've been at war for a long time and I don't think we can scrape the floor any harder than we already did. Hmm. I mean, my picks this season have been Bucky Larson born to be a star. Just absolute garbage. Gotti. Sliver, Ugh. the cat in the hat. What did we do to our friends and Gigli compatriots? So that's the ones that I picked. The best movie in all of that was Gigli, and it had an unidentifiable cross between like several different disabled descriptors, and yet you, a, you a character that was truly undefinably disabled. And you you called bad. it a you called it a good bad movie. So I just want to make sure that we're clear. No, no, totally. But let's call that a good, bad movie. Be real. So we got that. And you, and you retroactively said that. Come on, come on. And you retroactively said the cat in the hat. You're out here. Now you're torturing me. Do it. Do it. Hang me from the You said the cat in the half was a good, bad movie in retrospect. So Uh, that was, that was for joking. So two of, so two of my picks. I'll I'll stay with my original vote on that. It was a very bad movie. All right. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Let's, let's put cards on the table here. I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely upfront with you at this point. Hit me. What's the movie? We chose we chose this bad movie battle season, and it was yeah. probably a bad idea. It was an awful. awful it was a bad idea. idea. What like we've we, done is wrong. We did the stoner season before. There were some fun movies in there. There, there were, were some less than fun movies in there, but we had a good time overall. We yeah. did the Leprechaun season. We had lots of fun. The most fun we've ever had. Probably. God, that was a that was a delight to do it that was. season to go through these very absurd delightful. cult. Did you pick a Leprechaun films. movie? Well, we watched all of them except for the the two movies we didn't want. We refused to watch the prequel. Okay, so and you the didn't. Sequel. I thought maybe you picked one of the like reboots just to be. No, like, I, I mean, I, it was it was certainly something I could have considered, but like again, I never to your theory. The according list. to your theory, that would have been a gift to you to pick. Oh, one absolutely, of it would be. Yeah, but I think really, but I'd what, still be really mad because we made a pledge never to see those. Right, and, and I think ultimately, kind of looking at this back in the season, like we've just gone like uh-huh. way off course. Okay. We've gone off course. Like that's not what this show is supposed to be about. Like now our guests are suffering because of our choices. Suffering. They had a fun conversation. Look, but they're not having a good time. They're having a good time. Maybe talking to us, talking to us, they're having a good time, but they had to watch these films too. That's true. So like it's, it's there, there's some of that that goes in there. We're like, basically these are like collateral damage to, you know, your and my, battling so i don't think this Wins. season was a good yeah. idea i kind of just okay. like i want to enough i'm putting that out there my car no no i'm with you i think we made a bad we decision. owe some karma to this universe we made some bad decision and i yeah. think that probably like you know given the nature of this show i think we need to kind of get back to the basics here i think we have to be doing something that is a positive enjoyable show where the guests have a good time uh-huh. and we yeah, this is what I'm saying. Time. I think that you're going to make a, a, a face turn here from being a heel. And that's why I chose for our final movie, oh, no. Hubie Halloween. So we're going to get back to our roots. Gary, I love it. I love the idea. Thank you. Because we're finally going to prove that that movie fucking sucks. It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. 